If you wanna hear about St. Louis, tune into the Bucket List Show weekly. Hear what Marissa and Luke say. It drops every Wednesday, got a dope new guest every single week. Buckle up for the ride, who's it gonna be? Who's on the show today? They rep St. Louis. What to do in the loo on a late night, or maybe what to do on a date night? Yeah. Bucket list has you covered, they know what's going on, what's going on, they'll give you, hey, 18 different things to do, or 19 if you need one more to choose, yeah, this city, city, city is a place we call home, a place we call home, yeah. What's up, St. Louis? Uh, we're back with another episode of the STL Bucket List Show. I am your host, Lucas Farrell. Uh, Marissa, my wife, uh, couldn't make it to this episode. She had to had to get some work done, do, do something. I, I'm not I'm not exactly sure, but hey, she'll be back next week um, after we get back from vacation. But we got a very special episode. But before we get into it, um, I want to shout out my friends at the Regional Arts Commission of St. Louis. They're the largest public funder of arts and art programming right here in St. Louis because more people um, support art. Um, um, in St. Louis than sports, which is actually crazy, but there's a lot of free art. There's a lot of lot of stuff to do in St. Louis to support art. Um, and one of those shows is coming up pretty soon, uh, which is one of the most badass shows in St. Louis. So I got um, Dave Farver on here, and then I got Bill Ryder, two members of El Monstero, and many other bands in St. Louis as well. More, yeah. Dave is Dave is looking he, at a baker's dozen. I think I'm, really? I'm only in like three bands. <laughs> you're only in three. But so Dave's, so let's start with Dave. Let's start with Dave then. Dave, how many bands are you in? Well, several, uh, <laughs> a lot of cover bands and yeah. a couple of original bands. So, and um, um, and you play the saxophone. So, how right. long have you been playing the saxophone? Tell us a little bit about your journey to kind of getting into this world. Well, I started out playing, you know, in school band, seventh grade, you know, and uh, played in the jazz band. And then I went to college and played in all the bands that you, they make you play in marching band for the scholarship. And and then you know I would play on the weekends to make ends meet and stuff. So. But uh, as far as currently, I mean, I've been doing that ever since. Mm-hmm. Many, many years. I don't even say how many years it's been. <laughs> I know. Can you tell us? Since since high school. Late but, 70s. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, damn. no, late, let's say early 80s at least. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, That's funny. Anyway, so, yeah, I've just played in all kinds of bands. I was in a band called Sunsod and Half, and we toured around a little bit in the Midwest. and. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, about the time the urge was starting out, I guess, yep. right about that time in the nineties. So, um, recently I've been getting involved with a band called Gorilla Theory, which I'm really excited about. Okay. Um, great local guys. They're kind of a mix of uh, sublime red hot chili peppers, nice. 311 yeah. I like that. kind of a thing, yeah. reggae, hip hop, funky stuff. So, um, that's good to let the sax go. Uh, you can let the sax go crazy on some. Yeah, of those absolutely. Yeah. And singing some with them, and we're writing some stuff. And nice. So that's it's pretty exciting. That's cool. So, um, Bill, you play the keys. I do. Tell us about kind of your journey to kind of getting into the keys. I mean, were you were you a childhood uh, uh, musician as well? Yeah, I say very similar to Dave. I actually I, I played uh, uh, piano was I think the first thing that I started picking out uh, when my uh, my great aunt. Uh, lived in Dupo, Illinois, and we'd spend every Sunday there. And uh, she had this ancient piano, and I would just kind of get in there and start trying to pick things out by ear. So that was the first time I ever uh, took lessons for anything. But then I started playing saxophone in, you know, right fifth grade-ish, mm-hmm. same, you know, same time when almost everybody does. And uh, so I've just been playing a little bit of everything ever since. But yeah, so I started playing, in the, like, trying to make noise on things when I was a very, very small child. Mm-hmm. And then did you get into bands like right in high school? Like you were in a band in high school? I not? was, it wasn't. We never really made it. Like we, I was in a couple of different bands and one, one was a real, one was like grown men. 
<laughs> you know, like, and I was 16. I, I, I could drive, yeah. but I was 16 maybe. And these, these dudes like played gigs and uh, my job, I was going to play, I was going to be backup guitar and keyboards and also play saxophone on a couple of things. And they had a woman who sang, who's, you know, they did like a lot of like Pat Benatar kind of Lita Ford type of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I went to rehearsals and every time they tried to book a gig, I'd be like, oh, I'm, I'm in the, I'm in the school play. I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, I can't and do so, it. so they like, they canned me immediately. They're like, well, this is not going to work out, but it was fun. It was cool. Like I had like my little, I had like a little crate combo amp and, you know, nice. my Ibanez guitar. And I'm like, I'm in a, I'm in a band, man. When crate amps actually look like crates. Right. Yeah, right? that's right. Yeah. That's, and uh, uh, that's funny. And I had, you know, I was in a couple of bands in in college, um, and that's actually how I met the guys in the Urge. And um, uh, but yeah, never really. I didn't really. I'm, I'm, my band in college played like fraternity parties. Yeah. So that was that was a lot of fun. <laughs> fun days. And, and it's yeah. crazy to look back at the journey because I mean, you guys have both you know been in music for. God knows how long now. A lot, a lot of years. Uh, I'm not calling you guys so old, but many, I'm not. I'm so not also years. calling you guys young. I mean, but um, give it a rest already. <laughs> um, but like, tell me about um, the ups and downs as a, as a musician, because as you get into, you know, you guys were playing music in the '90s. Um, there was a lot of people buying CDs, buying stuff. Now people don't buy music as much anymore. Um, so like those ups and downs, it's like a live music era. Like you have mm -hmm. to play and it becomes to the point where it's like, dude, I'm, I got kids, I got family. Like I can't keep playing every night, but tell us about those ups and downs and like, tell us, uh, maybe share some of your highest moments so that, you know, the crowd can get excited. Interesting. <laughs> Industry wide, it's a problem right now yeah, because sure. everything can be, um, gotten online for free. So, yeah. and whether anybody shared it or not, even if you're on a, a, a real thing like Spotify, I mean, it's like. 0.008 it's not cents a lot of money yeah. per stream so you know for example um what was that song by pharrell that was so big happy happy because i'm happy you know yeah. he made like three thousand dollars in streams <laughs> and maybe the really? biggest song that's of the crazy. decade that's right. amazing probably the biggest song that would be a, that would be a 10 million dollar song 20 years ago he made a shitload yeah. of money of course uh, advertise you know yeah. Movies just and the, TV shows yeah. and yeah. advertising. Just being but that's movie. just just to give you sort of sort of a right. the streaming yeah. the, the, the idea the art and the work and the effort of of uh, writing original music and recording it you know and and making and all of the processes that are involved in mixing it and mastering it and making it sound amazing uh, and it's it is for the most part given away for a pittance and also played on the dumbest smallest speaker that you can yeah. find or on your yeah. phone or, or you know in like earbuds that are kind of terrible and have no low uh, end response and it's it is troubling to me from a philosophical standpoint that it's that it seems so disposable now mm -hmm. um so that is a that is a drag i will say that vinyl has made a huge comeback yeah it has and in terms of people who I think there's a smaller group of people who give a damn mm -hmm. and they are buying music in droves, right? I, I think that the average yeah, person probably... The purists, yeah, yeah. you know, the audiophiles. Yeah, because I buy stuff like a madman. You yeah, buy physical, Like if I can, yeah, if I can, if I can, I'll buy records that I've never even listened to. Like if, I, if I'm at a show and they have an album, I'd buy it. I just go, great, this is awesome. That yeah, and good for you. To support the yeah, exactly right. You know, they're going to get some money out yeah. of it, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's uh that's so, interesting because I noticed that you know I'm 27 but in high school people thought like vinyls were cool again so everybody was buying vinyls yeah. and I went out to vintage vinyl and I bought all these vinyls they're still in the paper but it's like you're right like you get like a 
you get like to read it. Like yeah. my mom used to go to this store in Ferguson. She's listening right now, I'm sure. But there's a store called Peaches in Ferguson. Absolutely. You know it? Absolutely. You know it? Yeah. So she would go up there. She was, you know, probably this was like when she, in the 60s or 70s. And you would go get an album and then you would watch it. You would listen to it, but then you would read it. <laughs> totally. And that was like your entertainment. Where us, like we can get a music yeah. video on TikTok and then we're looking at another yeah. music video and then yeah. another music video and then another music video. It's like mm-hmm. you guys only had access to literally what you had in your hand yeah. at that moment. And I think that people take advantage of it and it and it probably it's also easier to make music uh, probably now it's probably easier to put something out you think or it's no? easier to put something, put something out you can, out. Yeah. You can record at home it's easier to get pretty, it in front of people easy. yeah like yeah. I could put something yeah. on SoundCloud right like tonight if we recorded right here That's in this right. room um, yeah. you know so I think it's that could be a reason but I think it's really sad because I love music and I don't want it I don't want less people to do it but it's yeah. a hard like it's a hard career to get into I'm sure I think conversely though people are more apt to go see a band yeah to get that real the real sound, you know, yeah. uh, not only the visceral experience of being with the band in the room with the band mm-hmm. while they're doing the thing, but um, the 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 sound quality, you yeah. know, they're actually getting mm-hmm. all the highs, all the lows, everything in between. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this you sounds know? amazing. Yeah. <laughs> this doesn't sound like my phone at all. <laughs> uh, and then you get to see the guys, and a lot of times you you can access them too. Like you guys go around town, like people will see you and be like, dude, mm-hmm. like badass, you know, and like mm-hmm. you know, being able to like have that experience because when you were a kid playing keys or playing the saxophone like you would look up to these people and if you could sure. have an opportunity to just pull them aside and talk to them absolutely so you mm-hmm. big blues guy then or blues or everything me personally yeah. no yeah. i mean um you know it was it's it's a stepping stone to get into music because it's usually four three chords yeah and so it's easy to step right in and and tr- when you're trying to improvise okay. you know like saxophone is, is an improv improvisorial instrument <laughs> improvisation <laughs> Uh, and a guitar and a keyboard I mean but anyway um, a lot of times you, you'll throw a sax solo or something you're not playing compl- all the way through like you would a, a guitar right so yeah that's that's the uh, entry ticket is you can play over the blues fairly easily because you only play, have to play in three different keys mm-hmm. so and it's the most of the most of the bulk of the song is one key yeah. but you only have to change chords right three times so but as far as you're, as you're asking about the blues, um, I mean, it's the basis for all American music, really. I mean, it's, it is the the first thing. And, and unfortunately, it took the British to teach us to have some, you know, <laughs> well, Pink Floyd is a great example. Yeah. Um, I'm reading a book about uh, um, Sid Barrett. And when they were first starting out, uh, they were covering a lot like... Uh, uh, Hawkins, uh, Lightning, mm, the, uh, is it Lightning Hopkins or something like that? There's three or four blues guys that they loved, and the yeah. British loved them, and that British invasion thing was mm-hmm. because they, it's one of those examples of you don't um, appreciate some things that you're surrounded by, right. but if it seems exotic and it's in another part of the world, it's like, oh, this is stuff. It's cool. Awesome. Let me try it. So they kind of like reminded us how amazing the blues is, yeah. and so much of rock and roll is obviously yeah. St. Louis is a big city too, you know, I mean, there's so much history in, in this mm. city and still, yeah, and it doesn't get enough credit. You know? It doesn't get enough credit. Um, you know, cause I, I really was talking to somebody on here. Um, Dave Beardsley, he started the national blues museum. I think he was one of those guys, but he does like mm. the B3 festival over in Soulard. <laughs> and he was saying like, 
you know, I was telling him, I was like, you know, New Orleans has their thing, you know, Memphis has their thing, but St. Louis never niched down to their thing. And we just like, and spread it to the world. Like, this is our music. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody's doing everything. Everybody's trying to do this. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like we got Nelly. Nelly like is out there doing like that's St. Louis music, but you know, like he put it on the map for a little bit. Well, true. And I'm sure you guys know more, like I'm not into band culture as much as you guys, but there's, there's, you know, if you want to educate us on some bands that have really been crushing it out of St. Louis. Uh, Well, Tina Turner was not born in St. Louis. Okay. But uh, Tina Turner, that that band made their bones in St. Louis for sure. And <laughs> My they dad are, used to see They're them. a huge part of, of the of the. Well, Chuck Berry, obviously. And well, Chuck Berry is, yeah. 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 Um, Miles Davis is another one who, who uh, is, is a St. Louis. Uh, you know, the origin story, his origin story musically is in St. Louis. So there's, uh, yeah, uh, St. Louis has always been part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, going back as far as their, as, you know, popular music can go or whatever you, you know, call rock or pop or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, but Tina Turner, shout out to Tina Turner because um, David Sanborn, Michael McDonald, mm, Michael McDonald, great one. Yeah, <laughs> Dave <Sure>. Farver. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell is that? Yeah. No, I'm just I do. I do want to touch briefly. I, I, just, I met we, that guy today. If we can on on the on we were talking about the '90s in the music industry. Uh, it, it was so. Uh, I want to just mention that it was so bloated. And um, like, no, really, I mean, the, the so costs, 90s when you guys the were... costs of things mm-hmm. like it, like p- people like to blame technology for the collapse of the record industry. But it was it was the opposite going to happen one way or the other, like things, uh, things cost too much. It took too long. And basically, if you didn't, um, you know, if you didn't make it, then you were kind of screwed. Right. Uh, the, so the one good thing about the current. Uh, mode, for lack of a better word, is that's a little more egalitarian, like you were saying, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, it's easier to get music in front of people There's in access. a professional manner, and, and it sounds mm-hmm. cool. You go, oh, cool, I like this band, and then you can connect with that band that way. We're back in the nineties. You'd have uh, to get money behind. You'd, it would it. basically be impossible, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, if yeah. you, you couldn't if, be an independent artist. It was right very, there, very difficult. Every recording was so, yeah. so expensive. And now you guys difficult. can all do stuff in your houses. That's Everybody's right. got a studio now that's capable i'm sure to do yeah, stuff and can do amazing stuff. so that's the good thing about it right yeah. so the so uh you know people when people talk about napster and and uh streaming and and uh file sharing and all that jazz yeah really it was it was going to happen one way or the other it wasn't ne- necessarily technology's fault it was right the record industry's fault largely yeah that's yeah. my that's my opinion anyway I, no i agree so how long have you guys known each other it's since the since, since the '90s, easy. Yeah, I mean, that's like, how we met. I mean, yeah. I didn't really know you from the urge. I'd seen the urge. Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't know you back then. Yeah, mm-hmm. we were not. We didn't hang out much, but we played together certainly in the early '90s, no question. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Sun and Half and the Urge shared the stage a few times, mm-hmm. and um, Links Club. Didn't oh, we, I yeah, yeah. I, I feel there. like we played Mississippi Nights. I feel like Sun and Half opened for the Urge of the Mississippi Nights. Uh, I could we be wrong. did play there a few shows. Yeah. Um, but um, I remember. Yeah, I mean, and then uh, we. Uh, uh, the uh, El Monstero uh, 1.0 mm-hmm. and the urge shared a rehearsal space essentially like in 1999 right and, and 2000 right, and you know like right. we would run Was that into in each Overland? other yeah we would yeah, run into okay. each other on the way into and out of town yeah. and um, right but yeah then ever since yeah that's I think yeah I think my first my first El Monstero was 2003 Okay. I think that's right. So I think this original, might be, this might actually be my 20th year doing it. The original Monstera was based on the stir, on that's band right. Stir. Yeah. Okay. So Brad Booker played drums and um, Andy Schmidt was in there. Andy Schmidt was a guitar player. And, and Kevin, that was, in, fearless leader, that was Kevin in 99. That's right. 99 was the very first one. So the reason for the band tell us, yeah, tell to us about begin the with a little bit, was yeah. the Stir. I keep calling the Stir. The stir. It's just called Stir. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
They had a record contract. <laughs> they couldn't play in any other bands contractually. So they would, I think they even wore masks. I think that might have been a, Did they bit, wear of masks? a, a bit of a oh, bit. Oh, okay. I don't know if anyway, that's true, but that was the story. They play anyway. at Boomers. Yeah. They started doing it like once a month or something as a cover thing. Yeah. Which was as, kind of as a goof, but it was so good that people were packing the place. So like, you know, let's expand it a little bit. So that's when they decided to do yeah. it at Mississippi Nights. And they added me and they added um, Ermini and Tandra, the background singers. And, oh, what's the guitar? Uh, Daryl, Darren, Darren. Darren Pierce? Darren Pierce. On, key, on keyboards, yeah. keyboard player. Wonderful. Added, wonderful so they added people. Player. And, um, oh, and, 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 and um, Mark also. Yeah. So well, to, Mark, was in, Mark was in the original foursome. Mark, Mark played Boomers. Oh, okay. Where there's never a cover, right. always a fight. In the That's right. Okay, right. So he wasn't added for the Mississippi Night Show. But anyway, so, uh, and did they wear masks? Absolutely. I think Yeah, they, they were like did. kind of Mardi Gras-ish looking yeah. deal. Oh, yeah. Had the, yeah, yeah, the Joker mask. Not the Joker right. Yeah, kind of like right. a... Yeah. Like Here Comes the Mummies. Yeah. That band has to... So nobody knew who they were and stuff like that, really? I mean... Yeah, they, just, ha they have to... Everybody knew who they were. Yeah. <laughs> it, was not, <laughs> it wasn't a secret. I think I think it's we can... I don't know. Yeah. I wish Kevin were here. I think that, that, that was a bit... That they had to worry about but, it. But anyway. <laughs> it makes for a good story. That was a good right. excuse to wear masks. That's I right. don't know. Yeah. And were they rest, Mexican wrestling masks? The name was... The, the name... The full name was El Monstero Elos Masked Avengers. Correct. And I the way I recall it was the masks were more... Uh, kind of a th like uh, Lone Ranger type theater, like you know, uh, oh, you know, like Mardi Gras, Mardi Gras ish. Looking we'll have type. to, we'll oh, find okay, a picture. Okay. We'll yeah, we're gonna have to do. Oh, yeah, 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 but yeah. we're trying to describe there's the picture be. to the people there's that are listening. There's got to be. So that was El Monster. Yeah. That was 1999. <laughs> right. So you were there, or yeah, you were there for the very first show. You've been there consistently for the last 24 years. Yeah, years. And that very first show, he gave me a wireless mic, which I'd never used before, and never had had the pleasure. And and he said, "You're wireless." You should just get down in the aisle and walk right the hell out of the club. Playing. I said, cool. That sounds like a this. great time. Yeah. So, unfortunately, I didn't know you had to turn the mic on. So, I was standing there thinking I was being cool and stuff. Nothing was coming Nobody out. Nobody was looking yeah. at you. Nobody. Andy Schmidt had to come over and turn, That's turn my pack on. Because yeah. I'd great. never used them before. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, I jumped off the stage and I played down the aisle and I went on out. Yeah. And Pretty much every so since then, I've gone out in the audience and played. Yeah. And at the pageant, there's a rail yeah. where everybody puts their drinks. And the first time I did it, we didn't have anybody to clear the drinks. <laughs> so I'm just, and it was way more rock and roll. You know, yeah. I could, I was, I was kicking them off, but I was, I was trying to tiptoe, but I would knock some drinks off, off, you know? Yeah. And it was, you know, it was it's like, cool. what the fuck? You know, yeah. it's ha this is happening, you know? Yeah. So yeah, almost ever since then, I go out and. Run around though. So you guys create like this crazy experience like every time. So what goes into that? Like, so like starting in 1999, like how has it evolved? How many shows have you done? Like there's just a lot of stuff that's changed over the years. But like yes. just give us a little bit, like give the listeners, because I mean the show's coming up on July 8th. Yeah. Um, this episode comes out. So in a few weeks, people are going to be able to experience this this summer and then probably again this this winter. But just tell us about the the experience that people Get. The 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 kind of how do I put this like the the uh, the mission statement in a very real way is to is to give people the and I've said this a million times um, somebody could do a supercut of me saying this is to give people the biggest the biggest concert experience we can manage and not 
have people have to pay $300 to see it, which is also kind of ridiculous, right? right. Speaking, speaking of music industry trends. Mm -hmm. So so the idea, the part, part of the idea behind it is like, hey, if we just, you know, we could do this for $20, what kind of crazy shit can we put on the stage <laughs> if X amount of people show up for $20? And then we, you know, we kind of go, okay, you know, here, all right, we can have this explode and then we can have that video. That video has to be a little bit smaller or else we charge $30, you know, like, mm -hmm. so, uh, so the ticket price and the, and the experience are very kind of married to each other in terms of, of what can we do? We don't want to, we don't want to raise ticket prices for, um, for no good reason, right? We shouldn't. We wouldn't do that because the the part, the idea of it is is to give people uh, a very high level concert experience mm -hmm. and make um, it accessible. Yeah, for people. right. Yeah. I mean, that is very much part of it. Uh, it's because um, that's that's I on a secondary level. It's something that I feel like we're kind of doing for the city and for you know, like hey, this is cool. You I mean, want to watch watch some shit blow up, and we're going to play three hours of cool music, <laughs> and you know, we're not going to. It's not going to be you know, a, a million dollars. Mm -hmm. um, so. That's part of it, right? Part of it is how do you, how do we construct this for the budget that we have, and then the second step is essentially, all right, what kind of songs are we going to play? You know, we there's the 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 catalog of Pink Floyd is so uh, broad, so varied the the different eras of it. How are we gonna how are we gonna stitch this together into a show that makes sense? Uh, and then and every show is different. It, you know? We have very rarely repeated ourselves. Um, for, I mean, it's been several years since we kind of did the same thing. And even when we do the Christmas shows, we change up those set lists a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll, we'll have slots in the show where we can, uh, interchange things, you know, we think, oh, we're going to put this song and we're going to, we're going to switch it for this song in this one spot type of thing. Usually deep cuts for yeah. the heads, people right. that are dyed in the wool, Pink Floyd yeah. fans. You know, that's for the special, special little gifts for them, yeah. for the groups. And, then, right. and they just yeah, like right. sit there and they're like, I can't believe yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, right. I've yeah. seen people go mind blown. I can't <laughs> believe that. I can't believe it. Yeah. So that's really, that's part of, that's pretty much the the origin of the stage show as it is right now. Like the, it's kind of, uh, you know, Jimmy has said the monster truck version of Pink Floyd, which I think is hilarious. Mm -hmm. There's also, there's also a healthy dash of like Cirque du Soleil is kind of like yeah. our, you know, mm -hmm. part of the intention. We have an amazing team of aerialists and dancers who do a lot of uh, kind of crazy stunts and feats of strength. And um, that part is, is a lot of fun too. So it, it is very much a, <laughs> it's very much a, what are we going to do this time? And how mm -hmm. do we, you know, how do we figure it out? And how, how much rehearsal goes into that? Cause I mean, obviously you guys have other stuff going on. This isn't, you know, in every, this, you're not going on a huge world tour, but like you do these two yeah. huge world tour like shows yeah. twice a year. So like how much rehearsal, how much do you guys get together? I mean, you got 10, 10 or so people in the band yeah. and then it's, obviously all the other people involved and stuff. So the, the music part of it, it's usually a, like two to three weeks. You know, yeah. like three or three or four. You can knock all that out and get it all. Well, now, I mean, uh, now that we we did have, uh, now that we play together more often, mm -hmm. uh, that helps a lot. And, and there's a chorus songs that yeah. you, you have to do. That's right. Dark side of the moon. Yeah. You know, you've got to do this. Yeah. The wall stuff. Yeah. yeah. So there's we somewhere like between two and you three. Know, you, uh, you can crush because you've done it a million times, you know. <laughs> yeah. After 23 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's so a lot of the time it's like, okay, let's run everything down. All right, we're going to play this again. All right, that kind of sucked. Do it one more time. And then we'll spend a lot of time, you know, trying to figure out the new, the uh, like if we have new songs coming in, we're like, how are we going to accomplish that? Because a lot of it was done in the studio, right? With mm -hmm. like tape collages and, and you know, like giant <clears throat> walls of synthesizers that, you know, you mm -hmm. aren't practical for a live performance. So mm -hmm. a lot of it is trying to figure out how to reconstruct things. Yeah. Um, and then we It's funny when I was it. reading that book about Sid Barrett, mm -hmm. it's like from the beginning, they were really into the show. Like it was very uh, LSD driven, mm -hmm. you know, the, the writing of the stuff, 
the performance of the stuff and the experience of the stuff, right? It was all in that, yeah. that right. realm. So the visuals were super important from the very first show that they did out. It's, yeah. it's I'm, I'm reading this and learning this about the band. I That's cool that you're reading it leading up to the show too. Yeah, like yeah You're yeah. probably going to do some crazy shit on, from that book. You're like, oh, I'm going to do <laughs> well, that. Well, not, not this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait, wait not wait. right now. We're not. <laughs> you got a plan. We're sticking to the plan. Out of a can, <laughs> but, or yeah, maybe Christmas will will incorporate you. What are your findings? Yeah, one of your findings. Like, hey man, so listen, man, I'm gonna go. At, I'm gonna go drop from a helicopter, yeah, and right. I'm gonna parachute hey, I'm in with my saxophone. Uh, but no, it is so much about the experience, especially mm-hmm. because we have so much content that we can look at. Everybody has ex- exposed to everything in the world you can find if you want to really find it. But if you guys create this experience, it's one of a kind and it is so St. Louis to us, you know. It is. It's and, uh, it's an, a family affair because like everyone from the production guys to the uh, visuals to the band, it's all St. Louis people, all people who've worked with each other in national bands, you yeah. know, touring acts and stuff like that. Um, and they've known each other for mm. 20 years. And so the whole thing is a St. Louis mm-hmm. uh, born and bred event. Yeah, yeah. That's so cool. So what, uh, how many, how many shows? I mean, you guys might not know how many shows you've done, but I'm sure that. I have a, I have a, I have a, like a photo, a framed poster, a framed photograph. Of every. That, that, that had, that was like, this is how many shows we've done between, and I don't remember what the number oh, is. I and know. I should have taken a picture of it. So it started out with a cup, like in the winter, it would be. You know, let's do the show at the pageant. So they sold that out, I think, the first year they did two. Mm-hmm. And then it went up to like three, four, or five. And the most we've ever done is eight. I think that's right. Eight in a year. Yeah. yeah. Well, eight in one in one, one run. go. So Christmas, we do a whole bunch in a row. Yeah. Right. You know, you do, do two, at least two weekends mm-hmm. around Christmas. Of double shows. Yeah. Like before and after Christmas. The, the, the summer one's always just a one-off. Yeah. yeah. And we've done, and since, you know, that we've played in... Kansas City several times. We played in mm-hmm. Springfield, Missouri several times. Played in Chicago once, which was mm-hmm. awesome. I wish we could go back. Yeah. Um, House of House of uh, Yeah House of Blues. House of Blues. Really, that was a good time. Badass. Um, mm-hmm. And it's always a solo. Show. I have there was a Columbia. There was a Columbia in in was there? Uh, yeah in, in the, in the very very early. Is that maybe outdoor, I didn't make it at that outdoor. Uh, I, I, that one. Ah, maybe I'm wrong. Is it I that thought for venue? sure. No, it was at the Blue Note. Oh, the Blue Note. Am I making this up? I remember us like running into each other in the parking lot at Terry Welty's in Overland and, and you guys were like loading up a trailer. I was like, Ooh, where are you going? Maybe we did. I was like, Jeez. we're going to play the blue note. I was like, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah, I'm maybe making that up. Did. I might be wrong. Maybe that was even before we started doing Kansas yeah. City Springfield. Yeah. yeah that that's the way I remember first Like we were going, we, the urge was leaving to go somewhere that and you guys were leaving the first road somewhere. thing. Yeah, you're right. That might've been the first road thing we did. So that's that's amazing. I mean, that you guys just get to play music with all your friends all the time. It is I mean, it's a pretty badass. It is so the fortunate. greatest thing that's ever happened to me. So, so are you guys fortunate. both full time musicians then, or or um, no? I no no. no I have a day job. Mm-hmm. Dave I will, is Dave is a have a day job. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my god. No, I mean, I well see. Ninety seven. I I started doing music for a living. So. Yeah. Um, so far, so good. Not a boy. That's amazing, dude. That's uh, I mean, it's 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 very hard to be a, you know, that's what no I wish that kidding. St. Yeah. Louis and I was talking to some people about like Nashville and Nashville has a lot of full time musicians that play up and down the street. Like, how can we create that type of energy where if you are just a solo keys player, like, can you play somewhere three nights a week and make a living? You know, it's yeah. just like yeah. it's it's uh, it's real because it's like we we need live music. Mm-hmm. It's so important. We notice that when. When that shit happened and we were shut down for a little bit, you notice how important those shows were. Mm. It's coming you t- you back. Didn't, you're never going to take a show for granted anymore. It's yeah. definitely you know? rebounding. Yeah. I think that. it's even. I think it's even 
I think it's even, yeah. I think that there are, excuse me, I'm sorry. um, I think that, you know, certainly speaking just for myself, but I think speaking for people that I I talk to, you know, there's no more, you know, oh, I'm not going because it's Tuesday. That, I think that shit is over with. You know, like people are, you know, uh, like I think people are like, nope, we're going. Nothing makes you want to do something like not being able to do something. Yeah, yeah. It's like, (laughs) you know, I would like... But yeah, yeah, I'm in going 2019, right. I'm not going to that show, but I'm going tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. I feel like it anyway. Absolutely, absolutely. So what can St. Louis do? What can we do to help push this show? Like, what kind of support do you guys need? Like, is there anything you can tell people about what they can... I mean, we already talked about what to expect, but like, this is going to be summer. It's going to be at Hollywood Casino Amphitheater. It's well, a huge venue. I guess they could go to the event, the Facebook event, and share that. Yeah. Sure. Um, they could share it on, I'm sure there's an Instagram thing. I'm sure there is. <laughs> <laughs> that's not our department. That's, I know. That's Julie I, Lally who got us here. Yeah. Um, shout out Julie. She's awesome. probably ask yeah. her. We should probably ask her before we got on here. Yeah. That would have been a good but, question. <laughs> no, Julie's, um, she's a friend of mine. I'll, I'll talk to her. We'll get okay. that Instagram shit Maybe, shared. Yeah. I think so. A, a visual or something. Yeah. But really, you cannot beat, and I, you, Dave, you were talk, touching on this too. You can't beat being in, in, you can't beat being in the same room with, a bunch of people playing you can't beat it it's the greatest thing in the world or even in a big i love going to see bands it's my i'll go see a band that i've never heard of Mm -hmm. uh and people say hey you want to go see uh jim and the jimsons i go absolutely let's go yeah i'm buying Mm -hmm. so i i i just you can't beat it it's the greatest thing in the world in my opinion i agree i I can't get enough so if you want to see some pretty cool stuff right you could come on down to the to the gig and it's and and i guarantee no i'm not going to say it weather's probably going to be great uh, that's my, that's my, I always say it's going to be fine. Oh, it's going to be beautiful. It's gonna One be of these beautiful. days that's going to bite me in the ass. Uh, it's going to be beautiful. Um, it's, you know, July, July 8th, guys, get your tickets. Um, so tickets are affordable for this too, right? Oh yeah. 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 It's not, that's the thing is that I, I can't stress that part enough either. Like it's, we're, it's meant to be, Yeah. Hey, come on down. We're going to have, we're gonna have a good time. I was trying to go to a show at one of the other venues in town i'm like man like 250 you know to sit on the floor seats and i'm like yeah i want to be close but it's like you can right. you pay 65 bucks and you're way up top and it's like i mean it's, and then the ticket fees bro don't get me started yeah. on the ticket fees now it's now here's the thing <laughs> i will say this now in yeah, obviously in 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 all manner of all acts defense part of the reason that we can't that it's so difficult to take this show on the road mm-hmm. is that to, to take it to you know 20 different cities mm-hmm. would cost a fortune right and at that point then yeah. then you are talking about you know it's like so part of the part of the reason no, is that right. you know and if we if all we have to do is drive down the street hey that's no problem yeah, I you can guys do all that. drive yourself yeah right you park, yeah. you park in the vehicle yeah, right. back and then you're good yeah. and they bring all the equipment and the screens yeah and right and putting this on, on the, the road is a, a few oh we just away. yeah we right. just played at lake of the ozarks and it was a blast and we had a really good time and that was you know you go oh this is expensive to do. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> and it's not even that far from home. You're going, oh. Yeah, and you oh, this really cost a fortune. Two or three semis, probably. Yeah. What's that? Two oh, yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, it's probably. not, it wasn't on the, yeah. And not then you guys all had to stay there. And, it was, yeah, uh, it was yeah. a very, very high level production. Mm-hmm. But, and, but just getting it three hours down the, down the street was, uh, was like, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. So okay. do you guys talk about the, uh, the long time? I mean, you guys have been doing this for a long time. And do you guys talk about that mission of like how, like, you're just going to keep, Roll until the wheels fall off. Is that what I, the, is that what the word in the room is? Is like we're just gonna yeah. keep fucking gonna doing this. Take that until, hook. We'll yeah. be on our walkers not even gonna, until there's a hundred people in there, and you're like, all right, it's probably <laughs> time to hang that. up. We're just gonna replace. We're gonna replace you with a younger version. It's like gonna be like Menudo. We're gonna just like like it's like ladies and gentlemen, Dave's last show, and then just to like you take Dave away, and then we bring another guy on or another right. lady on, and they like they play. Yeah. It's like great. You're yeah. hired. 
weird. You're, and they're going to do the same to me. Like, just roll me out and go. And, and you guys think put that my, put another person there. forever and ever and Right. Ever. I don't see yeah, There's no reason. reason not to. The music's yeah. not going to die. True. Yeah. The music right. is always there. Right. And, and uh, our appreciation for it is not unique, right? Like, you know, there's uh, millions and millions of people all over the planet who, uh, who uh, love and obsess over, over these songs. Uh, unlike any other band that they ever listened to. Still so. one of the best-selling albums of all time, I think. 100%. Dark Side of the Moon. Is it yeah. really? Yeah. yeah. Still. Yeah. To Still to this day. I think it's wow. back on the Hot 100 now, or back on the album, the 100 album chart. Wow. It fell off for like a, you know, a year or two. It's just oh, been steady okay. on the charts yeah, yeah. forever? It's, I think it's, it, the, it's, I don't know what the record is, but it's the longest, it's the longest <laughs> run of weeks on the hot, on the 100 album chart mm-hmm. yeah. uh, in history. And, it's, and it cannot be beaten. It's like... It's that's, been on there for decades. That's incredible. So tell us about the process. Of, so you guys are a tribute band. You play beautiful covers of, of all these songs. But tell us about the process of um, what that's like to play these amazing songs and have people like, what kind of pride do you have? Because you have to have pride to play these. Like you mm-hmm. can't just like play them half-ass. No. You cannot half-ass the songs because people are going to feel it in the stage. They're going to be like, hey, this 100%. is, you know. Well, so just, For example, um, the first year when we did it at Mississippi Nights, I thought, Okay, it's time to play the solo. So I just played whatever the hell I wanted to. Right. Just, hey, what do you think about that, kids? Yeah. And they were just kind of looking at me blankly. Yeah, they're like, I know how that goes. What? Wait, that wasn't it. Um, I never. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's but really funny. That once I got off the stage, I was like, oh, dude, you got to play the solo yeah. from the live version from wherever the hell it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, because that's the one where they let the uh, sax take off, you know, right. it's the best solo. It's better than the, better than the studio version. Okay. So yeah, I, I had to learn the solo and it, it's so perfect. Like the way it's phrased out and everything, it's just an amazing solo. Well, the one I'm talking about is, uh, shine on your crazy diamond. Your yeah. crazy diamond. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a wonderfully crafted solo and you have to do it. Like you're and like, you have to do you it. You got to take exactly pride in this like, and you got to yeah. kill it. Yeah. You know, there right. is, there is a lot of gentle suggestions happening in the rehearsal space. <laughs> Sometimes, I mean, less, I mean, to be frank, less so now, because now I think that the, the, the kind of those, those specific moments are, everybody's on the same page, Right. but there was a, certainly in, in the, in the first half of our, uh, little, uh, trip here, it's like, Hey, uh, Hey man, Hey, like, I think you're, you know, like, you, know, you, you, you kind of take people aside and you go, I think that that's not right. I think, I think you're saying like, so if you, you got fans, you like, to, fans, like, you listen kinda, to how close are you guys to the fans? I mean, you guys have the same people coming to a lot of these shows. 100%. And like, do they like give you like, hey, you should do this. Hey, you should. Do oh this. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. Song, friends of song suggestions. Yeah, we've done some, oh, we've yeah, done yeah, songs that because time. of people said you should do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys have groupies. <laughs> 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 yes and no. Uh, they all live with us and are married to it. <laughs> That's right. And it's mostly like, okay, you've done your gig. It's time to go home now. Yep. Yeah. Like, no. How yep. how late Younger can you stay go. out? So I'm sure, yeah. like in '99, you guys are partying a little bit different than you party now. Like, you guys probably can't oh, party yeah. like you used to. Uh, it'll hit you. It'll hit yeah. you hard the next day. I just gotta say, the first 10, it'll hit you twelve years. I mean, it was it was crazy. Town you guys would go there. wild. Guys there was I do yeah. We it did was crazy town. It, yeah. Also, as we got a little bit older, we were like, there, there's a lot more of a okay. I'm gonna have one beer, and then right before we go on, I'm gonna have a shot. Like as opposed, you know, like <laughs> right. all right, we're gonna like, like a get out there like a professional yeah. and do this gig. Like you like, had a you list. Know. You're like, okay, yeah. so well, and you shot, get better shot, at it. and then water, and then that's go pee, right. that's and right. then go this. Like, like everything else, you, right. you get better at it as you get older. You know, you get better at drinking also. When you that's get true. Yeah. Well, you know that's how to manage true. it. You know how to manage yeah, it. Yeah, you got. But I'm sure, like, I think of like band life, and I just think of like people, and the people are just crazy. Yeah. And I don't know if it's different for for I don't know. You know, like there's only been a couple of face plants. 
like, oh, you know yeah. I'm I mean, are you, do you mean El Monstero or in general? Uh, oh, no, El Monstero uh, is what yeah. I'm talking about. I but. think we're pretty, it's, we're pretty well behaved. We, I mean, I think that, you know, in the early aughts, Mm-hmm. It was a little bit more of a party than it is now. Yeah. Now yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. now is now there's you know people are like all right. I oh, got, it's dialed I in. It's, it's a jo- it's <laughs> yeah. a job. It, it is. Yeah. Day, it's a job, and you guys have to practice, and you have to be prepared. And I'm falling off the it. rail a couple of times. It wasn't alcohol related, but yeah. I fell yeah. off. The rail. Oh well, that's a just a times. that's a yeah that's a feat of dexterity. <laughs> yeah. You're doing something that's I wouldn't do that in a heartbeat. Yeah, <laughs> not in a, not a chance. Um, but in turn, into like in terms of that, what kind of what you were saying about it's very much like a granular thing. You know, we try and focus on. What's most important? What's the biggest, what's the part of this song that people are listening to at the time, mm-hmm. right? Because it's, it's, it would be kind of disingenuous to say that we obsess over every single little bit because you can't, almost, you can't, you know, mm-hmm. right? Some of these records are very, very old and you can't, like, you can't go, I don't, I don't know what he's, I don't know exactly <laughs> what he's doing there. I know that there's, I know that there's an acoustic guitar there. There's a lot of layers. You know, like, yeah, there's a there's lot a of lot stuff of going, layers on. going on. But in and terms it changes of, over time because yeah. it's like, maybe this is popular right now. Like maybe you know, keys are in, in right now and they want to do better. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't well, know. Well, no, that's, that's an, that's an yeah. interesting question. Cause a lot of, a lot of stuff is uh, in terms of the mix of like, let's say dark side of the moon. Yeah. It's not exactly super easy to, to hear the Hammond organ. Right. Yeah. Like I know it's there mm-hmm. and in the, in the, in the, in the places where it's exposed, you know exactly what you're going to do. Right? right. But sometimes when it's, when you're just kind of doing it, you're like, what was Alan Parsons I don't, thinking? I don't know what's happening. Like, like <laughs> I know that there's, I can hear, I can hear something go. Wah, 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 wah. I like, I don't know what the, you know, I don't know what the inversion is or what the, Okay. Um, So, I mean, truly, uh, but in terms of things that are like exposed and featured pieces, those are dissected uh, like Mark and Mark Quinn, uh, our uh, singer, uh, knows exactly what amp was used and what guitar it was and you know what the weight of the strings were a lot of research yeah. yeah yeah so he like he'll say oh you know i think that was a this and i think that was you know mm-hmm. right um uh, so an echoplex yeah so that part is um that part is pretty fussed over yeah. pretty pretty specifically mm-hmm. but you know some of it you just kind of go out there and rock out rock out yeah jimmy used to use a tape loop just to be authentic mm. there for a while but they, they're they're very unreliable of course yeah. you know, the tapes break and then you throw things <laughs> ready for the ready for the gig no nope I'm not ready I'm gonna have to go find another one of these things that's fine oh, I'm sure so they have them in Guitar been, Center no they it's don't it's changed so much and it's like crazy how the internet like I don't know like some of the bands that you guys are in was like Pre, obviously pre-internet, but now like the new ones you're in, like you said that group, like you guys are probably pumping stuff out on the internet, mm. like on TikTok and Instagram. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. Um, and it's like crazy. Like the one thing I have is like you know that the Dreams by Fleetwood Mac when it blew up again mm. because of that one video on, and now they're like doing shows off this song yeah, again, right? Because like, it just would happen on the Resurgence, internet. Yeah, it caught steam, and it's like some of these rappers and pop guys, like or singers, are like, oh, one song goes viral, and then you're successful for a little bit. You know, it's like it's crazy how like that didn't used to happen. Like people didn't just blow up on one song and then fall i mean i'm sure they did i'm sure they did they did i want to learn about that a little bit more because you guys have this so much experience yeah. like did people like just pop off yeah and they, just they did in terms of the perception of it right in yeah. terms of the in terms of the the public's perception of it yeah. absolutely things could appear to happen almost instantaneously <laughs> yeah. but the reality of it is you know that <laughs> record was in the can three months ago right it, like it had to it had to go to it had to go to the the record plant Right. Well before you heard it, so it, right. it, the people's perception of it could have you know the the concept of the overnight sensation or anything like that isn't necessarily new. But in terms of technologically speaking, certainly now that is like a thing that can happen. It's like I put this on, put this on the internet last night, and all you know I woke up this and morning, I, I have a yes, million followers. I wrote it and recorded it yeah. yesterday. Right, right, yeah. yeah. No, it's it's real. But you know, guys, thank you for coming on the show. I mean, it's really cool to get to you know 
talk to people that are literally in this world and you guys are a part of this unit, this 10, 12, 15, 40, 50 people, whoever's all involved of like putting Well, as far shows. as the entire How staff, much, yeah, I think it's like 50. Yeah, sound guys yeah, and visual the, guys. You guys use a lot dancers. of the same teams all yes. the time. Yeah. yeah. I think mm-hmm. the entire Tighten team it. of people is like 50 something. Yeah. Without, wow. you know, all, you know, everybody involved. Technicians and Which guys sh- tuning the guitars and so that guys you can just focus on what you're good at. And, like, cause like, you know, back in the day, you just have to do everything. You're like, be setting up everything. And, well, yeah. I mean, well, and also it, it's not everybody involved is very good at what they're doing. Yeah. Like, there's not any. There's not any slouches in the in the El Monstero camp. Mm-hmm. There's uh, people are very good at it from the uh, from no matter what technical aspect might be uh, being covered mm-hmm. at the time. They're all exceptional. What's the biggest show you guys ever did? You know, it's got to be. I think it was Fourth Park. Oh yeah, maybe. I think it was eighteen thousand. Is that 18, right? Eighteen. I believe that people. was our record. Have That's, to ask Kevin. Yeah, we played it, it on the on the hill in, by the. Um, Art museum. By the art museum. We put an art hill and you just have Art hill. Yeah, there's, yeah. <laughs> the, the art hill by the art museum. <laughs> or the hill. <laughs> have, you ever seen, have you guys ever seen that movie uh, with Arnold Schwarzenegger where he's a cop and he goes to kindergarten? I can't remember what the name of that. Yeah. What was the name of that movie? I can't remember what it is. Anyway, yes, yeah. on art hill. Yeah. Good God. <laughs> that hill by the um, art museum. Well, that was. Yes, so that wait, where were you guys undertaking? At? at the top or the bottom? Of the, where, I think where, Kevin just did it as a challenge. He's like. Well, we're doing this shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know? The intention, I think we weren't supposed to be the first or last band that did that. I think mean, the idea was that they were going to, hey, we have this beautiful spot. What if what if we try and do and this? they were supposed to have bigger sh- shows come in, like have all Just more, yeah. at, at the very least. But I feel we like Gateway Arch, have you guys played down the Arch Park or anything nope. like that? No. They did that a lot too, right? They, they had like I, Keith Sweat down there. They had a bunch of old- I saw like, Guster there. They yeah. were amazing. I saw- um, Fourth of July, they always had stuff yeah. under there. Can we get you guys to sell at Bush Stadium? No, <laughs> no, <laughs> not likely. It'd be like, where's everybody? Not <laughs> There's likely. like, it's like filled up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, just no. the floor. Just yeah, the floor. Just, no, just around the diamond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. in the middle of the just diamond. Just the infield. Yeah, we can do the infield. Maybe. <laughs> uh, but eighteen thousand. I mean, uh, Riverport. Or no, I keep now. I'm saying Riverport. Yeah. Hollywood Casino. Casino. Shout out to Hollywood Casino. Hollywood, that's right. Uh, um, I mean, that's like a. I don't know how many people fill that. But. Maximum capacity is twenty thousand. Yeah. Ish. Something like that. But mm-hmm. what? How much to look good? <laughs> to look like. Oh uh, yeah. Good. Anywhere between. Well, from the from the stage. Yeah. Like all well, looks good. Yeah, half that. You know, because you're not see you don't see all the, the little dots. <laughs> you don't see all the empty space in between all the people. You yeah. see, wow, look at all those people. Yeah. Um yeah, but I, yeah, we usually put somewhere between you know, anywhere between thirteen and fifteen thousand people in, in there. Yeah. There's room, there's room to move about the cabin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I didn't know that about Art Hill. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you also didn't know it was called Art Hill. Either. That's right. Well, I, I did. I knew. I knew that. It's just the hill by the army. Yeah, it's just that. You know, what is that? No, but so where were you guys playing there? So like the hill obviously goes up. There's the, the big horse at the top. We were backed right up against the water. Yeah. You know, oh, so right you were down and the... people were looking down. That's right. Yeah. So, so kind of like Red kind Rocks where everybody looks down. Kind of a thing. Yeah, it was, it was right. a fun night. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was, it was it was crazy cool. I think it was. I think it was maybe not as loud as we had hoped. Yeah, you I'm kind sure of got there, and that might. Oh, we had to bring everything. Yeah, right. The, you stage, could the, other, the right. amps, the yeah. everything. Yeah, so I, it was a big undertaking. I think when we got there, I think it was a bit of a surprise that, hey, you can only go among uh, or above this dB. I think that was a right. thing that we didn't realize yeah, was going to happen because you're like, well, there's a lot of limit here. No, it was aimed at the zoo. Oh, okay. basically, and the zoo was like, we're not, you're not going to be scaring the elephants and stuff. And they, they were, and they, that's you know, exactly right. They were there like, that's exactly right. You can't do that. So that's why, the that's probably why they didn't do it. And they used right. you guys and like, we're never going to do yeah. that. I forgot about that. It yeah. was that's a right. very, it was a, it was pretty quiet. 
That's the way I remember it. But it was a, yeah. it was a beautiful yeah. uh, scene, and it was beautiful. Uh, it so was most of your play. shows are insane. Like it's just loud as hell, loud as you can get it. It's no. loud enough. Loud There's enough. a big difference between being <laughs> loud too as loud. hell is loud as enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. It's never too loud. Right. It's loud enough. Yeah, loud enough. So you couldn't quite get to loud enough. Hollywood Casino, you can kind of let that it, is let a good her, let time. her rip. Oh, you can blow it out there. That's gonna be a that's good a good time. time. Yeah. And our and our 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 sound engineer Rusty Shaw is. One of the best, and it's absolutely it is a good time. Yeah, that'll be incredible. So, guys, July eighth, get up your tickets. No, this is the STL bucket list show. So, I got to talk to you guys a little bit about. Are you guys both born in St. Louis, or living? I was close enough. Well, you know what, I was born here, but I was I grew up a couple hours south of here. Okay, so I I was born in St. Mary. I was. My dad was in the Air Force when I was a kid, so I I got here like second grade. Okay, close enough. So moved around. Basically, you've lived in St. Louis for the last. That's right. All the important years. Long years. years. Yeah. Um, Long years. I keep calling you guys old on accident. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, <laughs> So, yeah. Used long to time. wear an onion on my belt. <laughs> it was the style at the time. Very good. So, Excellent. you guys are lived in St. Louis. The Bucket List Show is, is about the best places to do, best things to do in St. Louis, best places to eat. So, tell us about some of your Bucket List spots. We'll start with you, Dave. Mm. What are some What are some of your best favorite places to eat? What are maybe some oh, of your favorite, favorite like local venues, maybe your favorite parks, wow. things to do? Just a couple things That's that you like. List. Like but, if you got somebody coming in to see you live at the El Monstero show, like where are you taking them? Where are some spots where you're like, hey, you're going to be here for three days. I'm going to take you here, here, right. here, and here. I used to really like Tivoli. It's gone now. Oh. The Italian place. Um, there's a Thai place. Thai kitchen? Thai, yeah, Thai kitchen is very, very good. Yeah. Love Thai food. Um, and uh, there is a, oh, Soul Taco. Yeah. Soul Taco, one of my favorites, I got to say. Yeah, Soul Taco yeah. is really, really good. Yeah. Um, That's right by the pad. They got one on Del Mar right there. Yeah, yeah and Pie's gone too. Um, used to go to Pie for pizza across the street. Um, yeah. I've got answers to all those. Go, questions. go for yeah. it. All right. So there's an awesome place called Press. Yeah. Uh, that makes pizza that is unlike any pizza that you've ever had in your life. And it is delightful. Huh. And they have a Big Mac pizza, which is amazing. They They're only them. available on Mondays, and it's very, very good. And they do draft Mac cocktails pizza. and a bunch of cool stuff. Yes, over there. that is an awesome. So if you want to go check that place out, never, it never is been. terrific. Bucket list spot. Uh, yes. Uh, there's also Rockstar Tacos on the Hill, which is sure. wonderful. Mm-hmm. And um, also on the Hill, I just I finally got to go to Sato, and it was something else. Sato's, really? Yeah, yeah it's it incredible. was out of control good. Couldn't believe it. Like, do you like sushi? Oh yeah, I do. Yeah, it's I. Yeah. Me too, right? I was like, I've always like, like since I could, you know, procure it. You know, right? right. I, I remember a time where you just couldn't get sushi in the grocery store because I'm old. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, of course. <laughs> and um, but it is something else. It's huh. on us completely. So and like the, the dining experience. Yeah, that, what is it called again? It's called Sado, Sado, and it's on the hill. So it's the same guy. Okay. That, the same guy that uh, owns Endo. That's right. Endo is incredible as well. Oh, but yeah. Sado is like on another level. It's like crazy. The sashimi. It's definitely higher. It's going to be a higher budget yeah. price. Oh yeah, it's not. It's not. It's uh, not your like you know twenty dollar yeah. sushi trip. It's like a hundred dollar person trip. But it's yeah. worth it. And mm. he's he's one of the, I think he's a James Beard chef. Yeah. And the yeah. texture of everything is amazing. Isn't that crazy? It's in the hill. That's awesome. That it's in the hill. I think that's so cool that he decided to put us one of the best. As far as pizza goes. Onesto's is oh, yeah, that's right, that's right down the street. I, I live in the neighborhood. Yeah. Do you really? That yeah, place. I live on Lansdowne in uh, oh my god, in uh, we're Brandon. We're neighbors. Down, or I don't want to say exactly right. Yeah, right. But like right 40, around forty eight seventy two, right around yeah. Macklin. But I we walk up to Russell's for brunch. We walk yeah, up right to on. Yeah, we're Russell's. neighbors. That's crazy. Um, and then I go to Clementine's way too much. Oh, Clementine's. Onesto has one of the best happy hours because they do the half price pitcher and then the garlic knots that they serve. That's right. I eat an uncontrollable amount of garlic knots. What's the wine thing? The punch. 
the one. Oh, sangria. sangria. Sangria is sangria is amazing. Too. Yeah, good. Nice. Yeah. Good Are you a South City guy too? Huh? Oh, yeah. Are you a South City guy too? Oh, okay. We're yeah. all South City. So. Yeah. I'm more closer to Maplewood, but yeah. Yeah, but the best neighbor, best area. So, mm-hmm. so that's cool. So yeah, Russell's is a good brunch spot. I mean, there's tons of good food. If you're a big foodie, it sounds like you're a foodie. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> I think it's one of the most amazing things about being a human being is to eat. I mean, the incredible variety. Yeah. It's just, it's mind blowing. Yeah. I mean, you get to do it three times a day. That's right. It's, well, it's awesome. Amateur. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> amateur. <laughs> no, three to five Louis times a day. Yeah. Wait, three to five. You forgot so. second breakfast and fourth meal. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> right. Um, this segment brought to you by. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. We got to get sponsor money from all these right. restaurants. So, but uh, no, appreciate you guys for coming on, guys. Scoop up tickets. Um, Live Nation STL, July eighth. Um, we have Bill and Dave in here. There's a bunch of other people, guys. Stay up to date on social media, um, but don't miss the show this time. You got to go. Um, we, I forgive me for interrupting you. I'm terribly sorry. We have not mentioned the fact that Don Felder from the Eagles is opening the show. Right. So if you like the Eagles right. and would actually like to see a living legend in person, right. you should come down and see Don Felder because he's like... The re is like, oh my God, there he is. He's one of those guys. A heavy got, metal fan. Yeah. If you remember the movie, go, oh my God, that's heavy Don metal. Feller. Yeah, he wrote that. That's that. That's uh, right. That theme song. Well, I mean, he wrote oh, the in heavy metal. Okay, that's and he's Feller. playing with a band too. Or he's he, he's going to he's going to do one song with El Monstero. Cool. Okay. People can people who are in the know can guess what it is. Probably yeah. oh, we won't say because Kevin yeah. will go. Well, you shouldn't give away the surprise. Right. Um, but he's going to open the show, and you know, I mean, if you. He is he is a fantastic guitar player and uh, a so legit legend. Do you guys usually have open, Do you guys do a lot of solo shows? The Christmas shows are solo typically. Yes. Yeah. Um, and you guys bring in guests and surprises and all types yeah. of crazy stuff. Yeah, like guest singers from other bands and people that people know yeah. in right. the musician community. Yeah. Yeah. The summer shows typically will have some sort of some opening some experience. sort of opening act. Like we uh, we did a band called uh, with a, a band called Celebration Day, who which is. Also, it comprised of several members of El Monstero, so they mm-hmm. had to do double duty. Uh, but we did it with <laughs> the same band too. Yeah, uh, I'm not no, no, yeah, no. I was motioning. I was just motioning toward you know, as you know, Dave. Also, but yeah, Jimmy, he's the groupie. Jimmy, he's Jimmy the and John and Mark. Oh yeah, he's, he's, I play four group. songs the rest of the time. I'm just carousing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Uh, but we had that. Uh, we obviously we've done a couple of shows with the St. Louis Philharmonic, which was a joy. Yeah. Last year, Living Color. If you're familiar with Living Color, also legendary band. They opened the show and did several songs with us uh this year's don felder and we're hoping to do more of that uh in the future uh nikki glazer was uh yeah. did, came and did have a cigar with us last christmas and that was fun nikki's amazing yeah she she's came awesome. on our show before she's yeah. dope she's funny yeah uh, she sings a little bit too she, no exactly well she had just she's won the mass singer though, right she's a swift oh yeah she yeah, won the mass singer literally just won well, the she's mass a big swifty like she will literally like sing any taylor her, song her instagram yeah. feed tells me she was at the show in chicago yeah if that's correct okay okay um yeah, but yeah, so we so yeah, don't forget, don't forget Don Felder from the Eagles. Yeah, sorry we didn't mention that. No, I, we we wanted to learn bringing, just a little bit about this, more of yeah. the story. But yeah, it's going to be an incredible show. Get your tickets. Um, you know there there will be a tickets available. We'll see you guys next Wednesday. Thank All you for ages. checking out the STL Bucket List Show. Um, the episode sponsored by the Regional Arts Commission of St. Louis. Guys, tap in with El Monstero. Pull up to the show, and if you miss this one, if you're out of town on summer vacation with your family, pull up to one of the Christmas shows. You know. Absolutely. Let's get it. Thank you guys for coming Thanks on. So I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Thanks appreciate a lot. It, man. Yeah, thank you. What's up, St. Louis? Don't forget that Mattress Direct is another sponsor of our episode. And if you guys are looking for a great night's sleep and a great shopping experience for your mattress, head over to Mattress Direct. Guys, the website's stlmattressdirect.com. They have 18 area locations. There's a chance that you're pretty close to one. There's something different about shopping local. So 
go head over there, get yourself a good night's sleep. And this episode is also presented by the Regional Arts Commission of St. Louis. They're the largest public funder of arts and art programming right here in St. Louis. Um, and if you didn't know, St. Louis is an arts town. Today they rep St. Louis, yeah. They rep St. Louis. They rep St. Louis.